It's now time for Remember When with Uncle John. John Guess, Washita County's resident storyteller and local historian. Sit back now and enjoy a walk down memory lane as John recalls the days of yesteryear in his own unique way. You never know, some of it might even be true. So here's Uncle John along with his trusty sidekick, Kelly Blair. Back on Remember When with Uncle John. Well, here we are at the start of a brand new week, and I guess, John, we're going to have to start calling this Monday Memories or something. I mean, I know it's Remember When with Uncle John already anyway. It seems like we spent a lot of Mondays talking about friends who uh gone on to better things. Yeah, uh, a few days ago I lost my good friend, uh, Dennis Meadows. Uh, Dennis was a uh, Cameron High School graduate. Uh <laughs> and a, a one-time, short-time uh, Cameron police officer. Uh, I could, I got lots of stories about that that we can't talk about on the radio. But anyway, <clears throat> Dennis was one of those larger-than-life characters, you know, uh, literally because he's about 6'6". Six, six. Oh, wow, okay. And, uh, you know, I'm disappointed in this generation because they're all the same. Yep. You know, every, there's no individuals anymore. They're all the same. Everybody just wants to fit in. All they want to do is play on their phone, you know, and, and, and kind of live in the shadows. People like Dennis Meadows didn't live in the shadows. Nope. He they, had, they were out in the open where everybody could see and hear them. With personality. Uh, great story. I got some great stories. But uh, like I put on Facebook, the, the, first, the first time I remember having really anything to do with him, I knew him, I had met him, but my good friend Randy and I, Randy had a, 1970 model Ford truck with a huge motor in it, big horsepower motor, and uh, <clears throat> we we failed to uh, we failed to calculate the uh, the horsepower to geometry uh, <laughs> uh, equation like we should have on the lower levee of White Oak Lake, which just, was which was gravel. Yeah, just how easy it could push you through the middle of a curve. I'm and saying. about about the fourth fishtail, uh, gravity took over, and down the levee we went. Well, Dennis was watching all that. He had a red and white long wheelbase, about a 73 Chevrolet pickup. This was 1975. And he uh, he came to our rescue and made a life, we made a lifelong friend with him. Uh, he and I later worked together out at, at LTV. Uh, they had two baseball teams. They had Vault 1 and Vault 2. Vault 1 was a very serious, uh, hard-working, hard-playing team. Uh, when we found out that they gave... 50 bucks a week for expenses. That's when Vault 2 was created. <laughs> and Dennis switched from Vault 1 to Vault 2. And Vault, you know, case of beer was like six bucks, you know. Yep. We'd buy about four cases of beer and the rest of it in pizzas. And we'd go to Ira Clark Park and have a big time. There you go. I have watched Dennis Meadows sail a baseball halfway from home plate to the uh, Cam Art Pottery. <laughs> okay. Uh, but Dennis was a great guy. He loved his family. He's got three sons. Uh, just a wonderful guy, uh, uh, not necessarily a dry sense of humor, but but one of those people that could tell a joke and, and not laugh, you know. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised later in life to learn what a great musician he was. Uh, he's actually played at my house before at, at, at uh, Guest Fest. But uh, <clears throat> Dennis and I go back, like I said, uh, you know, over 45 years. Uh, his dad retired from Washita Electric, but he was a uh, he was an imposing figure. But a sweetheart of a guy and, and would do anything in the world for you. But if you got on the wrong side of him, it didn't take long to figure that out. There you go. But he uh, he was a uh, – uh, the first time I ever saw him in a police car, 
I thought, you know, what's the world coming to? You stole a police car. How are we going to get out of this? Uh, but, you know, um, he let me ride in the front seat, you know, and I wasn't handcuffed. Right. And that was that was the only time I think I've ever rode in the front seat of a police car. But but Dennis was a um, – I mean, I, I can't think of enough good words to say about him, but great family man, loved his wife, Lana, loved his kids, loved all his kids and grandkids, and uh, was true to his friends. Uh, when he told you something, it was gold. There you go. And he was a, uh, like I said, at 6'6", six, six, he was an imposing figure. Uh, during the heyday of the Sunset Lounge at Bragg Lake, uh, Dennis would come in with a cowboy hat on, and, and it was easy to spot him in the crowd. Looked like he's seven foot tall and bulletproof. Huh? And, and I have seen him before actually stop any trouble by just standing up. You know, but I mean, he was a he was just a wonderful guy and a great friend. And... Uh, I'm so sorry for his family, his wonderful, beautiful wife, Lana. But uh, we're going to miss him. But uh, his pain and his suffering's over, and he's gone on to a better place. No question about it. Back on Remember When with Uncle John. Well, here we are rolling right through a Monday. Got Monday behind us, that is. And starting on a Tuesday, man, big event coming up this weekend at Prescott Raceway, John. Well, you know, I got to plug got to plug the racetrack up there for Jackie. Jackie Lewis, our, our, our friend and sponsor from – Napa Auto Supply down there. And friend, Napa, f- friend first, sponsor later. That's right. Uh, from the Napa store in Magnolia that owns the Prescott Raceway, which is only eight miles from my house. Uh, a lot of people might not know this. A lot of people might not believe this. My good friend, lifelong best friend, and I, Randy Stennett, were the very first two paying customers uh, on a, the second Sunday of March, 1977. Uh, they were supposed to open the first Sunday, and it rained them out. We were at the gate that morning at 7 o'clock. There you go. It rained them out. And then the next Sunday, we were there at 7 o'clock, and we were the first two in the gate. And they took a Polaroid picture of us, and it hung in the, the tower there for years in a frame. I have saw it several times, but it's gone now, and nobody knows where it went. But you wouldn't recognize me. I had what? real long hair and bell bottoms. Well, one of those fans, you know, you, you got so many fans around. One of them said, man, I got to have that picture of Uncle John. But uh, Jackie has really brought the track into, uh, into the 21st century. Uh, he works very hard on it, him and his whole team, his family. They work very hard. Uh, they do everything they can to attract a good crowd. You know, it's a good a good family atmosphere. You know, you can bring your kids up there. They've got a great concession stand. Yep. Uh, good hamburgers, good, you know, whatever you need. Uh, but it, it's just a, a great atmosphere. Uh, my good friend, David Elliott, that, you know, owned uh, Elliott Alignment. His son is, is, is taking it over. Uh, he hadn't raced in years, and he's building a race car again. Oh, hey, look out. You know, at 72 years old, he's building a race car again. Nice. And, and you know, a lot of that's because of, of the the the, uh, the track is right up the road, and it's just a, you know, it's, it's a great track. It, it, yep. Jackie and him have spent a lot of money on it. Uh, it's very well taken care of. It's clean. Uh, you go up there, and it's clean. They, you know, there's no trash around. But uh, they've got a big event this weekend. Uh, Street Outlaws are coming Saturday. Uh, it's going to be a big event. I'm going to be there, and it's it's a uh, it's a huge it's a big deal, big day. Absolutely, May 29th. Gates open at noon. The Street Outlaws, along with the No Prep Kings and Team Texas, coming to town. Twenty five dollars for pit side. Fifteen dollars get you a spectator side. Kids under twelve for free. So that's pretty cool right there. At fifty one twenty one Highway fifty three. Uh, 
East in Prescott. Uh, a lot of people drive right by it all the time. You know where it is and everything. No discounts or rain checks will be honored for this special event. If you need any more information, you can call the track at 870-887-3984. Just hit Jackie up down at the Napa store in Magnolia. He can probably point you in the right direction. I think the first three years it was there, they didn't have lights. They didn't run at night. They ran on Sunday afternoons. And uh, I know the first, at least the first two years, and probably until they started running at night, we never missed a Sunday. There you go. And in those days, I mean, you know, it, of course it was a different time. You didn't have all the things that you've got today, like, you know, uh, onboard computers and nitrous oxide and, you know, all the things that, you know, you didn't have. Technology hadn't came along then. No, you might have to <clears throat> unwire a couple of carburetors, but that's about it. But, you know, they had, some, they had some characters back then that, that improvised. They took everybody else's junk and and built some really wicked cars. Oh yeah. But you know, this day and time it's a different time. You got you got some and they're so fast, you know. A lot of them are running these LS motors with turbos, twin turbos, things like that. It's really something to see and it's 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 uh, it's hard to imagine something going that fast in that short of a distance. But oh yeah. Want to encourage everybody to come out this Saturday. Now, did you say David Elliott's going to race this weekend? Oh, no, still, not he's yet. Still he's still building, building, right? He's still building. Okay. Be about a month or six weeks, he said. Hey, I know a guy one time, he took his son and his very young son and his beautiful wife out to watch the races at Prescott in his 78 GMC and caught the fever bug right in the middle of it. We had we had taken an ice chest in the back of the truck, and we were sitting there watching the races, and Dad said, unload this ice chest. I'm going to go enter the race. <laughs> and went out there with the old 78 GMC and gave it the best shot he could, you know, in, in, the, uh, in the street rods. Back on Remember When with Uncle John. Well, here we are on a Wednesday, and that's one of my favorite days of the week because around here, these parts, that mean it is wrestling Wednesday on the Remember When with Uncle John show. Well, we lost another great tag team wrestler last week. Yep, there you go. He was a tag team specialist. You know, you got those people that are destined to be tag team folks all their life. No know? doubt. Don Kernodle or Kernoodle. I've heard Roddy Piper call him everything under the book. Oh, know? yeah. Uh, but uh, Don Kernodle, uh, 71 years old when he passed away last week, was a sure enough tag team specialist. He was a very, very good collegiate wrestler. He was actually a two-time national arm wrestling champion. Yep, there you go. And, and uh, decided he wanted to get into professional wrestling. And uh, took a shot, and he had a he had a shoot match with Bob Roop. Oh yeah, who is who was the man that, that weeded out the 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 ones that wasn't cut out for it? You a know? show enough shooter. But uh, he done such a good job in the match with uh, Bob Roop. Uh, Ole and Gene Anderson uh, encouraged him to come with them, and he they trained him for free. Didn't even charge him. Oh wow, which was would tell you something right there, you know. But uh, you know he was a. Uh, like Bobby Eaton, you know, some people are not supposed to be single wrestlers; they're supposed to be tag team. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, there, there's been a, several guys uh, uh, come through that have won multiple tag team championships, and Cronoda, one of those guys that kind of missed out on the boom in the mid '80s wrestling. He was still successful in the early '80s, but uh, one of those names that kind of slips through the cracks. Yeah, he debuted in '73, and then, you know, he was several times tag team champion with several different partners in the Mid Atlantic area. Uh, and then, of course, in the early 80s, he became Private Kernodal. Yep. With Private Don Nelson, he was two-time Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Champion. Yeah, he was in Sergeant Slaughter's Cobra Corps. There you go. You know, and he was Tag Team Champion with, with Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, multiple times, you know, Tag Team Champ. He went to the WWF in 82, stayed a couple of years, uh, and managed to, uh, you know, get back uh, uh, in the NWA later on. He was, was managed by Gary Hart. Yep, absolutely. And, and you know, uh, tag team with a lot of folks. Uh, 
uh, he would he would alternate alternate between uh, villain and babyface, you know. Like most of them did. Like, like most of them did. Like you said, world tag team champion with Sergeant Slaughter, Bob Orton Jr. and Ivan Koloff. But the biggest thing is when here he had been with Sergeant Slaughter's Cobra Corps all these years, and now all of a sudden went over to j- team up with the Russians. We mentioned the tag team championship with Ivan Koloff, and then also six man tag team champion with uh, Ivan and Nikita Koloff. And you know there was no better formula for putting people in seats than a good old a good a good uh, American switching sides. You know, absolutely, uh, because people wanted to come see him get their just reward. Yep, yep. they'd pay money to see they'd pay money. <laughs> they'd pay money to see it. You know, later on, you know, uh, Sergeant Slaughter actually went over to the. Uh, uh, Iron Sheik side, yep, you know, Iraqi side, uh, and he had legitimate death threats. Absolutely, they had to. He had to hide his family. Man, I can remember sitting in a grocery store reading a wrestling magazine. A kid walked up. I am not exaggerating. Couldn't be older than like seven or eight, and he's like, "Man, I love wrestling. You like the Junkyard Dog. You like Paul Ondorf. I love those guys and everything. One guy I can't stand is Don Cronodal. He turned his back on America, and I'll never root for him." I'm like, "Dude, shouldn't you be in preschool somewhere?" <laughs> But you know he uh, he over the years he had, he had kind of slowed his schedule, and he he still wrestled several independent shows a year with his brother, and he was a deputy sheriff in Alamance County, North Carolina, and apparently went to the doctor last week, and got some either devastating news or got the bill, and uh, and. Committed suicide, killed himself. Yep, which is terrible. I mean, I hate to see anybody do that to their family. I know, uh, you know, they think they're doing it to themselves. I hate to uh, think about the people that they left behind. Uh, but, uh, you know, who knows? Nobody's really been able to uh, break the news on uh, what that doctor's visit was about. So we probably shouldn't speculate. But a great wrestler, a great, a great character in wrestling, uh, especially during the heyday of the 80s, you know, when things was before everybody knew it was a work, you know. So uh, you know it's uh, it's 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 sad to see him leave, you know, but they're all leaving. A lot of people would say, "Who in the world are they talking about? A Don Cranoodle, a Noodle guy? What's going on?" What we're talking about is a three-time World Tag Team Champion. Back home, remember when with Uncle John? Well, here we are, just blasting through this week already at the next best thing to a Friday. But you said today's a special day for a special friend, John. My good friend, Freddie Richardson, turns big 58 today. Oh, 5'8". Now, for years, we've called him Waterbed Fred. Okay. But uh, just a few weeks ago, you know, we had Guest Fest, and Freddie always does the chicken for us. Freddie cooked about 150 pounds of chicken. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, it takes, it, takes some, uh, it takes some medicine to endure that long of cooking chicken. Okay, right. Freddie had a little bit too much medicine. Oh, okay. Uh, and, of course, he got the second COVID shot that morning. Yep. When Freddie left to go home, he actually uh, steered his pickup into Chittister Branch. Oh, no. And uh, I'm sure that it was the second shot that, that caused him to do that. More than likely. But now we're calling him, we don't call him Waterbed Fred anymore. We call him Creekbed Fred. Oh, I thought it was going to be Wrong Turn Fred. No. Nah, Creekbed. Creekbed okay. Fred. There you go. One of my dearest friends, we're actually kin folks down the line. I've known him all my life. Uh, <clears throat> he painted my, uh, my white flathead Harley Davidson back around 87. That was in Easy Rider magazine. Uh, we were both working at LTV then. We were off for Christmas, and we were painting it in his shop, painting my tanks and my fender in his shop. And uh, meticulous, Freddie's meticulous. And uh, uh, split tanks, you know. I had gotten a hold of a gallon of General Electric refrigerator white paint. Oh, wow. And we painted the tanks and the fender white. 
and we had the tanks laying on five-gallon buckets to drive when we finished them. Well, we got through, and we were fixing to go uh, uh, have a little break. Right. And uh, Freddie stumbled and hit one of them and knocked it off. The, oh, no. Knocked it off the bucket and skinned it up. Oh, Well, no. we got to do it again. Yeah, you know? start all over. But Freddie and I go back a long way. We, we've got so many stories, and none of them are fit to tell on the radio. I understand. Great friend, great guy. Do anything in the world for you. Uh, great body and fender man. Uh, just, just, uh, I, I've struggled to think of something to say that, that we can say on the radio. That we can get away with. That yeah. we can get away with. But, but Freddie is just a, a tremendous guy. Uh, I, I just, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words. You know, I'm trying to think of something. Uh, I love him to death. We all love him. Uh, we've gone, we, we take him to the swap meet with us done it. Pate swap meet every year down to Dallas, you know, and one particular year, he stayed up a little too late. We we leave about four o'clock in the morning, right? And he'd he'd come to the house to spend the night, and and uh, he kind of got in some of my my stash that I had, you know, hid back for a Sunday afternoon, you know, or absolutely a rainy day. Well, Freddie didn't get much sleep, and he talked all the way to the NASCAR track in Fort Worth. We pulled up, we got there early, we got a parking spot right on the front row. We crossed the little bridge into the parking lot there where the swap meet was. Half a million dollar motorhome. Uh, Freddie threw up all over the side of it. Oh, man. And, uh, of course, you know, my brother and I kind of walked off and left Randy to take care of him. Oh, yeah. But that wasn't the worst thing that he did, but I'll not mention the other part. Oh, no. But, uh, you know, we got those great stories, and Freddie's one of those characters that you can't help but love. And, and it's like I said the other day, the world is, is, is coming along now without those characters. Everybody's the same. That's true. Everybody's kind of bland, and, and, you know, nothing special about them. They don't stand out in the crowd. Freddie stands out. Well, how many other people you know that somebody's going to walk up to and say, how'd you get that name Creek, Bre- Creek Bed Fred anyway there, Freddie? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, there's there's so many stories I wish I could tell. We, we'll have to tell some of them on our podcast where we don't have to, we don't have to watch things like we do. But, uh, turns 58 today. Uh, his daughter, Carol, you know, and his, his, his wife, Nancy, I'm sure, wishing him happy birthday. Uh, Freddie lives up at White Oak, and he comes by our house. Oh, three or four times a week. Uh, my dog, Otis, the only dog that my dog don't like is Freddie's dog. It's Freddie's dog. Uh, and Freddie doesn't even have to have the dog in the truck. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Otis recognizes if, the if, truck. If, if, he rec- if he sees the truck, he starts barking. And we have to open the door to let him see that the dog ain't in there. Yep. Shut up, Otis. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, I can't say enough good about Freddie. Uh, he's there when you need him. Uh, he was awful good, you know, when Denise was sick to come spend time with her. He and Pam known each other all went to school together. We all just love him, love him like a brother. Uh, happy birthday, Freddie! I hope today is a great day for you. And uh, come on by the house, and I'm sure we'll come up with something to feed you. Absolutely, maybe even a gas tank to. Pay Absolutely. All Absolutely. That's going to wrap up. Remember when with Uncle John here for today, but we'll be right back here tomorrow, ready to close this thing out on Finish Line Friday. See you then, John. Happy birthday, Fred. You've been listening to Remember When with Uncle John on Y95. This broadcast can be heard each weekday morning at 645 on South Arkansas's favorite station, Y95. Thank you.